Hi there, it's Dallas Travers. Thanks so much for tuning in. You are indeed listening to Coaches on a Mission, the podcast for values-driven coaches who want a business you're really proud of. The episode you're about to listen to was recorded before we changed the name of the show to Coaches on a Mission. So you're gonna hear a reference to the Six Figure Coach podcast. Never fear, you're totally in the right place. These episodes were just way too good to remove from our archive. So I hope you enjoy and thanks again for tuning in. Hello, it's Dallas Travers. Welcome to the Six Figure Coach Podcast. If you've listened to the show for a while and you're curious about what happens inside the Six Figure Coach Club, I would love for you to schedule an info call with my team. During this call, we'll walk you through how the Ripple Effect system works and also help you get crystal clear about whether or not it makes sense for you and your business to be in the Six Figure Coach Club. So whether you decide to join us or not, this info call will help you understand where your business is at and what specifically you need to do to move closer to six figures. You can book a call with my team right now at sixfigurecoachclub.com slash apply. And with that, let's get into the episode. My guest this week is Kirsten Lesserbridge, who helps women that are busy keeping it all together find more calm and clarity in their lives. Kirsten has entered this wonderful stage in her life where what matters most is connection and transformation. She came into our session craving more clarity about her business model, her messaging, and her motivation so she can create the right coaching business to match her values and lifestyle instead of just sliding into a formula. So we talked about where Kirsten can find more motivation, how she can scale her group program without losing a sense of connection and why she's got to experiment with her message in order to draw the right clients in. If you ever feel like the business models you see out there don't totally feel like a match for you, this episode just might be the thing to spark some new ideas. I hope you enjoy. Hi, Kirsten. We've both been waiting for this day. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Welcome. (laughs) Thank you. I am very excited to be here. Great. So before we dive in, can you just share, I'd love to know, because we're coming up on a year, not quite, but close. How's it going for you inside the Six Figure Coach Club? I absolutely love it. I love the regular Q&A calls, even though I'm in now the half of the year where the Southern Hemisphere cannot meet as regularly. Mm -hmm. I still get great value. In fact, I've found it's actually kind of nice just to have one. The choice is made for me. I have one that's the time of day I can attend and I get what I need out of that and it's powerful. So for me, it's the interaction. I really love the interaction and knowing that you're there, others are there to help. I'm so glad to hear it. I just... I feel like everyone says this, and I'm sure you feel this way too about your groups, but our community is really special. I love spending time with everybody in the club. It just feels like a family. And I'm like you. I don't want the Q&A calls to end when they end. I'm like, if you want to, I can stay on. I know, but it's so true. We got work to do, but it would be far more interesting to talk. I feel exactly that way. Especially we had our retreat a couple of weeks ago and I was so not ready to end. Everyone else was probably really ready. Not Uh, me because I come halfway through, remember? (laughs) I was like, I wanted to raise my hand and say, me, I'll stay on. I'm the one that just began. Yes. And so I think like my groups, the questions we're going to get into today, but one Mm. of the things that I crave is that community, right? So it's actually being on my own as a coach, but the club is giving me a dialogue, a place to hold a dialogue. Mm -hmm. And talk about growth about around business and these different questions and it's inspiring because there's a lot of people in this club that have been doing this a little longer and are further in their business than I am and then yeah. there's people at my place so yeah. the whole process feels affirming yeah I hear club. That. so that's what I feel about the club thank <laughs> you so with that tell me what you want to walk away with from our time together today 
I want to talk a little bit about the Six Figure Coach Club obviously has this backbone is around the courses and the modules. Mm -hmm. And I want to talk about how to flip a little bit around making groups first, Mm -hmm. making groups a priority, because I'm really feeling called in my body and my soul to move forward with this movement of leading women in groups, leading these groups. And so then maybe having one-on-ones be second. Mm-hmm. I want to also be really transparent that I run a very small business, so I am at that smaller stage of growth. And I think that kind of goes against some of the organic way of growing that maybe is being presented in the Six Figure Coach Club. So I kind of want to talk about tailoring that, what yeah. that could look like. So that I want to come away with how I could do that and have that be effective. Mm-hmm. And I also want to face some inner things that are shifting in my life that may be influencing my resistance to launching this next group and just have a chance to air it with you as a woman that I respect in business and have you hold up a mirror for me. Great. Let's do it. So I want to give our listeners just a little bit of context around what you mentioned around the backbone of the club being the curriculum. So, Mm -hmm. and as a coach, I'm sure you can relate to this. I feel I'm always straddling the fence between let me show you the way and let me remind you that you can disagree with me, (laughs) right? One of our core values is agency. So inside of the club, for everyone listening, I am a firm believer that before you even think about launching a course, which Kirsten is different from a group, okay, before you think about launching a course, you need to have clients that you're working with. That's how you have the confidence in what you're doing. That's how you work out all of the kinks of your formula that you're going to be teaching inside of your course. I am not married to the shape that your private clients, I'm using air quotes here, the shape that that service takes. For most coaches, it is coach and one client at a time. For some of you, it's coach and small group scaling into larger group. And if that's what you feel called to do, maybe we'll devil's advocate it a little bit, right? But if that's what you feel called to do, I don't actually see that being the opposite of what we teach inside the Six Figure Coach Club. It's when people try to jump into a course without any real work with clients that I see coaches struggling. So what are your thoughts around that? My thoughts are that maybe it'd help to be clear on what my groups are and because yeah. maybe it's a little bit more fuzzy. Great. And maybe that if I knew you knew <laughs> that I, we could maybe make sure what kind of has been born out of this was like it, it came about three years ago that I was running a group at a yoga studio after I'd recently returned from America, from California to New Zealand. And the women in the group, I just did it for like three weeks. And the women said, what about if you did this for a long program? And we all kind of looked at this as like a mastery program. Mm-hmm. So that's what's come. So it is a bit of a course in the sense of the old traditional course where you would be in person, but mm-hmm. that was how it was born was in person. My dream and what has actually evolved, it is now entirely virtual. It is about building in, there's building blocks here that have the nuts and bolts of all that I teach. That's the mindfulness and the, invis- I call it working with the invisible, the imaginal realm. So it's dealing with your thoughts, working with that inner oracle in you. It's working with your dreams. It's working with your, you know, building a connection with your ancestors. It's all of this. So I'm, mm-hmm. in a way, I am teaching. So I can't say that's not a course. Okay. So I am actually teaching in each session. And then there's the opportunity for group coaching. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like it's the same as a power group. Yep, I hear that. Okay. So it's a little bit blurrier. And I noticed that that's a little tricky. So how can I... <sighs> Yeah. And then from there, I actually like currently have two private clients from that Radiant Women's Group. So it could be the reverse. Like I could actually be building this to be bigger. And there's questions around, do I, so some of my specific questions are, it's at a very low price point right now. Do Mm -hmm. I keep it at that? So that it's kind of like this way of building community. I build it larger. Do I build it smaller groups? multiple smaller groups and then the invitation is there for if people really want to go deeper to do one-on-ones do I kind of reverse this Mm -hmm. let me step in so (laughs) here's what I understand with the radiant women's group so I talk about a program being client-led content-led right or a combo so if something is client-led, that's usually what private coaching looks like right you show up we have goals in place you lead the way 
content-led is the Six Figure Coach Club, where there's core content that we're going through. It sounds like the Radiant Women's Group is content-led with room for coaching. Is that accurate? Yeah, and it's taken me a while to accept that and understand that too. I'm in my fourth group now, and this fourth group feels very much, each class has a theme, Mm-hmm. And then there's room, but it's very active participation. Yeah. Like I hold ceremony in these mm-hmm. and they each get their turn to come forward in ceremony. It is really, it takes us to our edge of, I would like to say our edge of beauty. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. So really this is a combo. So we have the content led, client led, and then the third category is the combo where you're holding a very specific container and meeting the members where they're at and calling yes. them forward. Okay. So tell me... What I'm hearing you say is you feel very clear that, or you would like to feel very clear that your business model begins with the Radiant Women's Group and you can grow that. We can talk about what that looks like, right? And from the Radiant Women's Group comes opportunity for people in that program to work with you privately, either in conjunction with the group or maybe after they've completed the group. Is that accurate? In conjunction is probably most effective, but yes, yeah. they could come to me anytime. Okay. Okay, great. So tell me what's stopping you from going all in on that decision. Is it possible? Is it possible to do it that way? I did commit to this, you know, working with your systems. And one of the things I think I also know for anybody listening is that I actually skipped the client surge and went straight to the content amplifier because I intended at the beginning of my journey with you and the club was to get clear on my messaging, to really dive into writing and establishing a steady practice of communicating on my email newsletter. Mm -hmm. So I went there. Mm-hmm. And then I know what I want to do is I need to kind of block out some of what, you know, so I can stay focused on what I'm, and I just know that I sense that the thread here of the system that's being built inside the Six Figure Coach Club is just that, like privates, power groups, and then you go to this level. And my passion is here. I feel like I'm being asked to go to this level. So I'm just to untangle that. It's mm-hmm. also what's come up for me is that I'm in midlife. I turned 50 later this year. Mm-hmm. I'm in a different stage of life than when I thought, when I initially set out to be a coach. My kids are older. We talked on that before. I've really reflected on this with Kate, who's also in the Six Figure Coach Club before this call. And what was really getting in my way is like, there is something about pricing and how to grow this and how to make that model work. Mm-hmm. I, don't, this is, I don't know why. I just got to land this here. I'm okay if I make five figures. Yes. Yes. I just got to say Amen. This. Yes. I'm in, the five, I'm in the Six Figure Coach Club, but <laughs> when is enough money enough money? We've accumulated enough now that I don't live a lavish lifestyle, but yeah. I would rather now like give back. I'm not doing this to put groceries on the table. I'm not doing this anymore to give my kids music lessons. I'm not doing those motivators. And so part of what I'm coming to you with is that one of the things that's, I think, stopping me from this is also, what is my why? It's changing my motivators. One of the things I do know about the client surge inside the Six Figure Coach Club is you talk about motivation. This Mm -hmm. discomfort, motivation, and the inspiration. I'm high on inspiration, but I think today I'm hoping to come away with something that's a little bit more edgy that really kind of fires me up because I'm actually a really passionate, driven person, but I'm not kicking into high gear. But is that because I'm in my midlife and I'm now learning how to be in this new ship? This ship has actually evolved and she's sailing with her sails Mm-hmm. more relaxed. My shoulders are down more often. I value being present more often. The work that I do, Dallas, is very spiritual and also very practical. And the real point here is, I've written this down. It's like, it's about, I'm not teaching people, this movement wouldn't be like developing a new dogma or you're coming to listen to me in my sermon. Hence, I say, no, I do not just teach people how to be this way. It's actually asking people to fully participate in their relationship with the invisible realm, to fully participate in what messages that you're getting. Don't have me give you a message. I am absolutely not a psychic. I am not about the woo-woo staying in the margins. I'm actually about the other. I'm like, actually bring that home to you. You bring yourself to this. It's not woo-woo. And as long as you keep it woo-woo, you're cutting yourself off from you're marginalizing part of yourself and it hurts, right? So this is, all of these are big questions. I know it's a lot I'm landing here, but one of them 
is how to do that message, how to be this me and accept me and how to be in process with this me mm -hmm. in midlife who doesn't really have the same motivation mm -hmm. that she used to. And so I'm hoping I can uncover something there too. That, yeah. that What is this new motivation? You know, I don't want to work 40 hours a week. I don't need to make six figures, but I want to have a streamlined business. I don't want to be doing what I did in my 20s. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about this why. And what I'm hearing really clearly from you is the motivation that you could tap into in the past. You are a different person and therefore yes. you're not motivated in the same way. And you haven't named this new form of motivation, which is leaving you wondering, settled. Okay. Well, and feeling a little bit, am I a little unmotivated? Like, <laughs> if I'm not the kid that, like I said this to Kate, the, to prepare for this, if I'm not the kid that is trying to be the top of her class, mm -hmm. and she and I were talking about, like, if my back isn't against the wall, which society really teaches us to behave, yeah. that's what motivates us. But I'm not that anymore. I've evolved. And I've been, I come from a line, like, like my grandmother was a therapist. My mother was a therapist. Like, so that's yeah. not in me right now. And so I'm trying to figure out, so what is my motivation? Mm -hmm. Because I'm not willing to sacrifice mm -hmm. that level of nerves and stress. Totally. And so, okay. So before we answer the question, what is my motivation? Let's define what healthy motivation looks like for you. So when you know your, we're going to use the word motivation, it may not even be the right word, right? right. So when you know you've been productive or you feel good about the work or what you've accomplished, you feel motivated, any of those terms will work, right? What does that actually look like? If we had to come up with one to three metrics, there I go with the numbers, right? One to three metrics to help us know when you have healthy motivation, what would those metrics be? I'm not sure I quite get that, but are you saying like, I? one of the things I've thought about that just came to me listening to you too is like, I know when I feel alive, like I feel totally alive in my skin. Okay. Is that kind of what you're aiming for? Yeah. So how do I know I've been motivated or how do I know I am motivated? Oh, right. When at the end of the day, I feel alive. Yeah. When time, the clock has gone, so many hours have passed. <laughs> you know, like I think of the creative. You know, mm -hmm. the clock has just ticked and suddenly it's like, oh my gosh, where did time go? I was in the other zone. Mm -hmm. So I feel most alive when I'm working like that, that I'm at my, a bit of a creative edge. And when I'm in deep connection with another human. My values are that connection and community. Great. So motivation to you looks like deep connection, aliveness, and that Gay Hendricks conversation around genius time, right, where time doesn't really exist any longer. So if we were to use that as a definition for motivation, how might you check in with that regularly, whether that's the end of every day or as a weekly habit, in order to stay connected to this idea of motivation for you. Okay, so then trusting I'm on track. Right. So you know, part of it is, I wrote down this morning too, preparing for you, is when I've been successful, when I made six figures before in my 20s, you know, it was external motivation, like mm -hmm. getting that, they paid me, that's what I got, my outsiders paid me. <laughs> Mm -hmm. That's how I made, I've got validation. So one of the tricky things, of course, is being an entrepreneur and working on my own is validating myself, mm -hmm. right? And one of my fears is what if I do this Radiant Women and I put it at a lower price point and I look at 5Ks, am I going to be taken seriously? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know that. that. Right. Well, that's right. That was something that came up for me. But then also I was like, there is something about investing, right? So like when people invest, they show up more. And I know that for myself. I don't need to test that. But yeah, there was that kind of th thinking too, like motivated by external, it's this whole thing that you're back against the wall and external motivation and nothing in that motivation I described to you has that feeling of other. Yeah. Measuring and, me. Mm -hmm. And are you feeling like you're missing that a little bit? It's sure a, a hell of a lot easier. It, I mean, it's way more painful. And at the same time, discomfort motivation is easier to tap into than inspiration motivation. I'm not saying it's better, but it is more convenient. Yeah, but do you remember you said to at one of the recent podcasts, and I actually posted this in the club, but I don't think anybody saw it. And I was like, you said something about doing your inner work to the point of losing your edge. You're afraid of doing that. Mm -hmm. Completely. I think I've, I've done that. <laughs> 
I think I've done it. I've lost my edge or I'm redefining my edge. Like, I don't know. I don't feel motivated. There's just lack of that discomfort, you know? Yep. I get it. Almost a little, that's perhaps the edge is I'm a little scared to be in this territory. I know that's what's coming up for me is something around a practice of releasing the pressure to be motivated or the releasing the belief that that you're not. Mm. Yeah. That word is just so loaded. If we just look at it through the lens of our culture, that word is just really loaded and you're not in that place. Now, I also think we could tap into some external motivation when we look at your purpose and the women that you help. Yeah. If there you, you go. Did it, right? That's right. And that's right. And I think you just heard the thought in my head because one of the things I know is true mm-hmm. is we're doing all this work is it's so important to check in with the external world. Mm-hmm. Like I could go, you know, to ground, tether myself here and just verify a hunch is no good unless I check in. So yes, I do want some sort of external. Right. Yeah. Metric or yeah, something externally to check in with, to yeah. review. Yeah. And so their money is not a motivator right now. It's great. We're welcoming all that wants to come, right? And it is an acknowledgement and affirmation. Money is physical, right? So in that sense, it does actually validate the energy. So I want money, Mm -hmm. but I'm driven by different ideas. Yeah. I'm driven more like my husband, I finally revealed this to my husband last night. And he's like, well, why don't you use the Radiant Women's Group as a place to just raise money for the oceans? Because I'm passionate about the oceans. He's like, why don't you do it to raise money for that charity, you know? Mm -hmm. And then from there, you pull in your privates. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is shaking. I said, that's really radical for you because he's like, <laughs> he's like super grounded and like logical. And I'm like, that's a really radical thought for you, but I'll take that. Mm-hmm. Everything's open, right? Yeah. When we don't have those same metrics, yeah. mm-hmm. everything's open. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we've defined some internal motivation metrics when you feel alive, when time flies, when you experience deep connection, and when you trust yourself, right, that you're on track. Mm. Now, Mm -hmm. external, if we used the things you care about outside of yourself, such as the oceans, such as the impact you want to have on other women, even money, you can put elsewhere rather than in your own pocket. What might some external indicators that you're motivated and moving forward be? Numbers of women that I'm connecting with in the group, the numbers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So reaching a larger group of women and seeing these women actually like operating almost on their own, like it comes to the level that I can see them circling up, these women circling together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's really clear. And it's easy to say, to forget that it's about impact more than income because more women means theoretically more income, right? But for you, it's more than that. The income is something else. Okay. Yeah. I know. We're having like big gatherings and there's like massive burning bowls happening all at once because there's so many of us. We take up all of Sequoia National Park. (laughs) Okay, so we have some motivation indicators. If you were to create a checkpoint for yourself, just so that this conversation is not lost and now you have a practice of like recalibrating with your external and internal motivators, what would that practice look like for you, Kirsten? Okay, so... This would be, I think it would be a daily check-in. And I think that it would be a daily practice of an intention of really like lighting up uh, that what we just mentioned, that sense of what feeling what it's like to have time fly, feeling alive in my skin at the start of the day, feeling, what did we just say? Trusting myself, even maybe a mantra around that because I'm into Mm -hmm. affirmations. So and just having holding that intention to open the container for my day when I come to my desk that includes that. It has other things now, but including that and mm-hmm. validating, acknowledging the number of women at the start of the day and acknowledging all of this again at the end of the day. I love it. Bookmark To close the container. That. I love because it. Because this is what I'm teaching with the other women. This is it. So bringing it into my life. Okay. Okay. So let's take a quick break. And when we come back... I think this is the perfect segue into a pricing conversation. Does that sound right to you? 
I think so. Okay, great. We'll take a quick break. And and pricing and messaging, I think. Yes, of course. Great. Let's get really clear on what that is. And then, yeah, and the pricing. Because I think that the message is kind of also what will people pay for with this message. Great. All right, we'll be right back. Hey, I've got a question for you. What's your coaching superpower? If you haven't thought about it, I've got a free quiz that's pretty good at deciphering your magical mojo. Are you great at creating connections? Maybe you're a natural leader who people just trust, or perhaps it's your strong sense of purpose that you really need to leverage. Let's find out where you are, where you want to be, and how to best get you there with the Coaching Superpower Quiz. It'll take you about 45 seconds to complete, and when you're done, you'll learn the precise steps you need to take, whether you're ready to scale your business, you want to build your list, or you just need to find some paying clients. Plus, you'll get your very own personalized toolkit that caters to your unique superpower because accentuating the positive is always a good idea. So if you're ready to clear away the fog, chart your course, and steer your business in the right direction with as much ease and grace as possible, go take the superpower quiz. You can find it now at sixfigurecoachquiz.com. That was such a fun conversation for me around motivation and redefining what it looks like, both internally and externally. I know you also wanted, Kirsten, to talk about the message of your program and also pricing. So here's why I want to go to pricing next. You said that an external metric for you to measure your motivation and connectedness is the number of women in this group, Mm. as well as how they're showing up in the group. Right. So if our goal is volume here, and I want to check in and make sure I'm not making an assumption that when I heard you say the number of women in the group, my thought was, okay, so more equals better. Is that true? Well, today it is. I can change my mind, but that's what I'm tapping into today. And that lights me up. Yeah. Like how that looks. See, that's the other question is how does that look? Is it one large group or is it small groups? But you already know I like deep. (laughs) So I think I've got to figure out how to make this call in the numbers and still participate in a way that women can really feel seen and heard and really practice this way of integrating this level of the invisible imaginal realm, the spirit into their life, bringing spirit into their life. Yes. Yeah. And give yourself permission to change your mind. And I don't mean change your mind at the starting line. I mean, course correct even halfway through if you have to. That's okay to do. In fact, it models so many powerful lessons to our clients. Okay. So for today, I think we're both intuiting that more women equals more impact as long as we don't compromise that core value of yours, which is connection. Yes. All right, so what, if any, vision do you have of a large group that really serves deep connection? So right now I have in my group, I think there's 10, maybe there's 11 women in this group that I launched at the start of this year. Mm -hmm. And I have added in two people recently, but I feel done that I can't add any more after they've been together for six months. Okay. So I'm really asking myself this question. Do I look at this as multiple circles? Do I do it a little bit like a visual? I can't do this because we're on a podcast, but like I kind of can see like these little rings and circles of women. And then there's like a big circle at the middle and that we kind of come in together as a large group once a month. And we have these small groups dotted around that I'm with them in small groups. This is a concept I haven't been a part of. So I really noticed that it is hard to trust that this could be true and possible and workable. Yeah. Well, let's come up with an experiment. I had the same vision. I was thinking of pods. So you'd have your core group, and you mentioned that each, it's content-led with coaching. So could you deliver each month's or each session's lesson to all members and then have them in pods of up to 10? So I'm just totally making this up. Let's say you have 40 members total and four pods of 10. What does that workload actually look like? It's a lot to hold for you, but what, how does that land for you? I could be exciting. Yeah, totally. I'd be really excited to work in that way. I don't know exactly how to structure that. Like, do I do the big group 
and then it's just me talking because that feels really weird for me just to talk at them like I would want some engagement from that big group mm -hmm. maybe it's the big theme in the Q&A and mm -hmm. then it's sometime in within that week that they all have their pod as you're calling it I'm the circle as I'm calling it their own mm -hmm. little intimate circles mm -hmm. so that they're still connected to the actually that solves a problem too with it there's a time of day that different women can connect and do this sort of work yeah and those different circles might allow different times a day to do the actual practice yes and i'm present to facilitate that just are we clear that that's what i'm thinking and you're thinking too that the pods have me involved yep mm -hmm. yeah okay yeah i'm facilitating that mm -hmm. smaller pod mm -hmm. so right now the shape of the group are you meeting with them weekly monthly twice a month twice a month so it could even look like the first week of the month is where the congregation, everybody comes, right? Everyone congregates. And there's an interactive lesson with you. Week two is circles, circles of 10. Week three is personal integration. And then week four of the month is circles meet without you. You talked earlier about you wanting them to also have autonomy and connectedness. Yes. Without oh my God, there. this is blinking brilliant. I'm trying to not swear on your podcast. Oh, you can swear. Yeah. <laughs> Just check the box for explicit language. Go for it. <laughs> Fucking this go for brilliant. it, Kirsten. <laughs> and it's not exactly. I'm really aware this is, and that is so important. You're right. It's super important. And that is something that's been missing. The year that just finished is they so want to continue on together, but didn't have the muscle development mm -hmm. or muscle memory to know how to meet without me. Yes. And that can all be quite as structured as you want it to be. In the beginning, I recommend it being structured. And here's what I mean. Here's the outline from Kirsten about how to host your circle ups. And you're going to take turns every month, one person being the air quotes here leader, a second person being the facilitator. So yeah. the leader makes sure that everyone, no one's hogging all the time and right. And the facilitator is the one asking the question. So you can give it enough structure that they don't all just come together and stare at each other. Right. Oh. And then they will get comfortable enough to be able to make the necessary adjustments that they need for their particular circle. This is so exciting. This Yay. actually allows it to be a movement, which is really what I said to Kate before I did this was like, I want to be part of a movement and I want women to be affecting women and to be having conversations and in dialogue with their daughters and their nieces. And, and this is how they do it after the program. Yes. And keep this language alive and having that, you know, keeping their connection alive mm -hmm. by having others to talk about with it. So this is a brilliant idea. And it might be really big vision how I can actually get where well, I can get this, but it's really okay. like it's lighting me up. I'm lit up. <laughs> I'm so excited. Let's talk for a moment about the big lesson where the whole group comes together. In my former life, my business serving actors, my core program, I ran it four times a year. And we had about 120 people in it per time. And the participants will tell you that they knew that I knew them. And it really felt like quite an intimate and connected container. But I followed the same basic outline for each one of those large group calls. Mm -hmm. I always came on early. Mm -hmm. Come early if you want to just chit chat and say hi. So that mm -hmm. helped create the sense of belonging. Mm -hmm. And I began with a quick review. Okay, here's what we talked about last time. Here's how what we're going to talk about today feeds in. Like, here's the connection between what we did last time and what we're doing this time. Right. And then I would teach a mini lesson, like a little almost just to get their wheels turning and something that's a little thought provoking. I would break them into partners or small groups to do a bit of an icebreaker or to share their successes. We'd come back, I'd teach the main lesson of that class, building it out for time for questions as well as at least two volunteers. Right. To, like for mini hot seats, and then we ended with Q&A. And so it just had this flow where even though it was quite a large group of people, we've all felt very connected and there was, this rhythm that people could latch onto. Right. 
I mean, we're talking, I have 10 people now, so it's not like I'm at this huge group yet. But yes, it's totally, I'm noticing my signature part of this is we have a long call, short call. So we do a long call a month and a short call. The long call would lend itself to the larger group thing. What I do is we each woman gets a turn to come before I, this sounds really like, unless you've been my program, it might sound strange, but you literally come before the fire in an imaginal way, but you know, we're virtual. So you literally come and we meet in circle and you have the opportunity to come before the group. And it's a vision ceremony. It's an intention ceremony for this woman. Everybody gets one turn doing that in a year. And it's very Mm -hmm. powerful. And I'm trying to decide if that would still fit in that group one, because I know that when I do these groups, that is like the number one thing people have never experienced before. And it's transformative. So I want to allow each woman to still have that. I just noticed that. But it's nothing we have to decide today. I guess I'm just noticing it's hanging out there for me is where would I place that? Because I don't want to lose any piece of this that's the juiciest nugget of the program. Yeah. And so it could be that there's a bonus fire ceremony every other month and it's, you find a way to do two or three people at a time, yeah. one session rather than one. Like that's a solvable problem for sure. <sighs> Even if it's in their group of 10, right? So. Yeah. Well, we, that's what we do now is in the group of yeah. 10. Yeah. But yeah. And maybe I make it a little bit longer just so that that group mm-hmm. of 10 can still practice what the, anyways, you're yeah. right. Okay. It's workable, Dallas. You are yes. so right. Absolutely is. Okay, you're very excited, which makes me really happy. (laughs) It's contagious excitement. There's a really nice structure where you could easily scale this up to be four times bigger than what it is right now and still feel very connected to you. And it sounds like you'd be spending your time doing what really lights you up. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. (laughs) I love it. All right. I forgot what I was coming on the podcast for now. <laughs> All right. So what is the message? Who is this radiant That's for? That's the message. There we go. You just got the other hook, girl. You just mm-hmm. got in my gut there. And it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. What's my message? So this is what came up for me. I do a lot of work. I notice that what I'm scared of is really stepping into the zone that I want to try and be this mindset coach because that sounds really society acceptable uh-huh. and inclusive. When I start going into talking about working in the imaginal realm, which of course does include thoughts and values, because that is something you can't touch or see. But I'm also talking about connecting with your ancestors and establishing that sense of connection, never feeling alone. All of that is imaginal. Connecting in with your inner oracle, learning how to read messages and signs. All of that, what I noticed came up for me was all this talk about the invisible and the spiritual realm. Oh my God, I was like, that scares me. I will be rejected. That was what came up. And then also, I'm afraid I'll be invisible. Mm. Very interesting that the spiritual invisible realm gets put to the side and deprioritized and that I will then be at the bottom and be invisible. And I don't know how seriously I want to take that because I took that to my sleep last night. I just did. And I just took our conversation to my dreams last night. And I woke up feeling very open and joyful. And I don't feel like there's a hook in there about feeling unseen. But I am a little bit scared to really go all in on this messaging around. I'm not sure how to get it so that it's my personal agency, what lights me up, but also you're going to want to come. And for me, as I've already mentioned in this call, I don't want to talk about it or name it like the woo woo. I will acknowledge you may call it that, but we're going to, if I do that, I want to acknowledge that I will be working with you to transform that so that you see that as part of who you are instead of something that sits outside of yourself. Yeah. I really hear that. When you mentioned that earlier, I thought, oh, that's so smart. The, by labeling it as woo-woo and a little cuckoo and out there, yeah. you're just denying a part of yourself. Yeah, we're just perpetuating a pattern. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to give what you said and throw it right back in your face. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> All right, Dallas, that's what I came to you for. I yeah. trust you. You say everything with integrity. So. <laughs> so, and I don't know if I have the perfect words for it, but I'm feeling friction around your desire to be inclusive. So if I water it down and use terminology like mindset, then it's a little bit more acceptable and more people will probably come in and I'm not excluding some. I would argue that calling what you do mindset work, the women who you're really meant to help, 
they may sign up or they may not, but they're going to get into the program and or they're going to feel excluded by your messaging. And then the people who say yes to the mindset messaging are going to be coming to your group, invited to stand in front of the fire and feel <laughs> excluded. Right. So if you really want to be inclusive, be clear about who it's for so that the wrong people don't show up yeah. because that's where the conflict arises. So what would it take inside of you, even if in the beginning it's like, I never have to say this out loud to anyone else, but I'm going to accept and embody it within myself. What would it take for you to really soar with what this really is instead of what you think you have to call it? Do you mean what words would it take from me or yeah. what are you exactly asking? I mean, like what needs to shift? Do you need to give yourself permission? Is it just about yeah. making a declaration? What needs to happen for you? <laughs> that sounds to... really strange. Uh-huh. I, I, one of my values is adventure. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm all about being at my edge of growth. And so that's the adventure thing for me. So I think as I can frame this instead of being rejected or, you know, the other thing of inclusive, I can frame it as like an experiment that takes me to my edge. Yeah. And see me as being willing to go all in and using, oh my God, using what I just said to you. I don't remember if it was on our off podcast, but like saying to you about like being at this stage of my life, I can. Right. I can. I don't have a formula, an equation. I can. You can. I can experiment and I can be kind of edgy. Mm-hmm. And I can bring, you know, I think I, oh my God, like, I don't know if you read my two podcast applications, but like, <laughs> wow, that resolves like a lot of that time of moving back to New Zealand and all feeling like the other and really kind of healing that sense of that. And it's like, this is like just totally owning being the other, just fucking go all in and just totally be somebody's other outsider and like yes. be inside myself. Yes. <laughs> That's actually what I wrote down. I wrote down, maybe this is for misfits. Yeah. But, you know, and it's so interesting, like this whole last year and this again is a political thing, but I'm like, I don't want to be doing all this stuff without people verifying their hunches, right? So like one of the things is a lot of people I see in my industry here, they've gone down rabbit holes and I loathe to call this like a witchy group because I'm like, no, that's not the messaging either because you might think that you're with somebody that really is not validating and grounding, right? A lot of what I'm doing is checking in and validating and grounding. So there is a My framework for coaching is very heavily based in acceptance commitment therapy, which you can use in coaching. It is a mindfulness approach. So I definitely very careful and I get a little caught in my messaging, but you're right. I can experiment. I can have people do it. What if people come with me that want to go down rabbit holes? I'll be okay. Mm -hmm. I'll have a dialogue. Mm -hmm. We will dialogue. My whole process is so much as being in community and dialoguing with ourselves, with our ancestors, with Dallas and Kirsten and with the woman in front of me in the circle and being able to just be ourselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It'll be okay. There's your message. It's okay (laughs) to be yourself. I know, but that's so 1970s. Is it? (laughs) Maybe the 70s like, are the new 2020s. Okay, it could be, but like that's what I was born into. Like, it's okay to be you and me. Don't you remember that 1970s? <laughs> okay, so here's, I think, the next tangible step here around messaging. For me, it was really important to just see if we could unhook whatever was holding you back from giving yourself permission to experiment and go all in. Yeah. Now we get to have conversations with the 10 or 11 women in your Radiant Women's group and the graduates from last time. And to me, one of the core questions to ask them is this. If you were describing your experience in the group and describing the outcomes, the way you changed to someone who didn't know the group, how would you describe it? Right. And then if you were describing those same things to someone who was in the program with you, how would you describe it? If you have 10 of those conversations, you're going to see the words of truly your dream clients. Yeah. And I have some of that because I did in ceremony of the end of a year, we sat there and they spoke to each other. So I know what they would say to each other. Mm Mm-hmm. Because they said, I was this, I entered this program and I used to do this and they would name the kind of what their behavior was. Now I know this truth and now I behave this way. Yes. So I know exactly. I mean, it's very moving. It's transformative. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But how they talk to their friends about this at the end of a year, I haven't revisited. And that's a really healthy question to go back and do again now. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think with that data, 
the message will reveal itself when you're no longer carrying the pressure to make it palatable. Oh, busted. You totally got in there. Yeah, I am. I am all the time listening and trying to reframe and avoid feeling the potential of rejected or in, not being inclusive or like I can just listen. You can just listen. I can clear the windshield. I can clean out that wax out of my ears and just listen for <laughs> Let it come in pure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think we just covered it, but I want to summarize it. From you, what's a tangible next step around messaging? Definitely to go in very clearly with the group that just finished and the existing group and ask these questions. Mm-hmm. Sure. Great. And then come up with, I want to launch the next group. I was just going to say my winter, your summer. And yeah, really work on that messaging. Interesting. And I wonder if my emails then relate to my newsletter list, relate to those things that they also got the most from. I let that guide me as an experiment too, to talk most about what it is they got. Yeah, I think having these conversations will reveal to you some core content themes that can then inspire the emails that you're sending out and the other content you're putting out. Because one of my pain points has been finding a lead magnet and I want, you know, I've got really excited about this idea with you did with Bex and making it a webinar because I do think it's an experience. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's what I play with too, is when I listen to them, content isn't just a piece of paper, Yeah. but look at maybe what becomes obvious is that I'm giving them experiences. Although Mm -hmm. I don't know that I want to do the whole foolproof webinar. I'm such a wing it girl, I know, but maybe I can apply what we learn. I learned in Michael's class Yeah. to make it more succinct version of... (laughs) Yes. Of lead magnets. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Also, and just for our listeners, this was so such a juicy part of a coaching call that we're going to air it on the podcast. But the Q&A call we had last week with Toya, I don't know if you were Mm -hmm. there or not, but go back and listen to it because we came up with a very simple process for her to make sure that the content, whether that's posting on social or her emails or what she's saying when she goes live, all connects back to just three or four of the same themes that her audience really needs to hear. And it was what unfolded was really clear and actionable. So before we wrap up, let's at least begin a conversation around pricing. Because that was the other thing you brought to the table that you right. wanted to discuss. Well, before I talked to my husband last night, like I said, and he threw out this other idea, <laughs> I was like, I actually just really want to raise my pricing on this because I've had it at, and, I'm, and people are going to laugh at this, but I've had it at $55 New Zealand, $45 American a month for women to be a part of this program. Mm -hmm. And I have, because I'm small, I have really half the people in there actually know me Mm -hmm. and I know them. So it's high quality touch relationship in there already. It's really powerful. As I go bigger, I have the thought that it's going to take more energy to get a lot of that. And I think I also know that I, for my own value and time that goes into this, I want that rate to go up. And also I know that when people don't know me and love me already, they may be more apt to not invest as much. Like that's just my personal experience. You know, Mm -hmm. people that are my friends that have asked to be in this group, it's because they already know who I am and they really want more. Yeah. Right? But if you don't know me, unless you're investing, you might not be showing up in this way. Yeah. 55 is confusing for the transformation that they receive. Yeah. And they can pay in full or they can pay monthly, but it's, I I want it to go up. In fact, I want it to like double, but I'll see how I go with that. I think it should be twice that. Yeah. And still a steal of a deal. And still a steal of a deal. Mm -hmm. I think it should be twice that and steal of a deal. And so I've got all that to work towards for this next launch, right? To grow my list so that I actually have people that will do it and I will go for a bigger price. I have probably like a couple foundation members that I would invite to come in at the price they were in because I know they will add value to the group because they Mm -hmm. already, yeah? yeah? Yeah. Great. So what are you going to put in place to increase your, and you may already be there, but increase your capacity for a higher price point, your personal capacity. You got to be able to say the number without throwing up. So what are you going to do to <laughs> make sure that happens? Well, I think, do you know what? I think I'm ready. Like I did this yeah. very strange thing where I charged more when I was living in California. I went through a personal inner 
purge. It was like my own midlife crisis to move back here. And I was coming from a victim place when I came back here. I was still really caught up in that. And I lowered all my prices. And I was like, I'll just do anything to keep my, my shingle out there to do what I love. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like what's happening is like, well, I'm not there anymore. I'm feeling really integrated and whole again. And now I can go back to a number is a number to me. Like, yeah. <laughs> that sounds really strange. But in whatever, I mean, in my early careers in my 20s, I sold, got somebody a job and told the agency they need to pay me $25,000. And I just told them. I don't even, there's a part yeah. of me that is like that. Yeah. But she got lost for about three years. Got it. So and this is an, in, <laughs> but now she's back. Right. And this conversation has really helped me see her and see the, the maturing me as well and how we can be in holding each other hand mm-hmm. in hand. And how I can come back to the fun of an experiment. Yeah, that's This great. is so much more fun to experiment. That's I'm good. so lucky that I'm almost 50 and I can. I love midnight. <laughs> it's so much fucking better than being 18. Oh. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're free. <laughs> all right. So as we wrap up, fill me and all of the listeners in on your next steps around this. Because we talked about redefining motivation and what are those internal and external indicators. We brainstormed a possible new structure for this group where you can hold more women and still keep the connection. And then a little bit around the messaging and a little bit around the pricing. So what are your tangible next steps moving forward? So my tangible next steps are to actually write some of this all down and actually have little post-its to remind me of what I'm integrating into my already daily practice Mm -hmm. around opening my container for my business, asking, you know, reminding myself about just checking in on the number of women. And I'm going to start writing down some of this messaging and follow up, write down kind of my thoughts on the messaging from this call, but then let that go and just check in with the women that have been a part of my program, like Mm -hmm. we said, at the end of the program. And then for pricing, I'm actually, I don't know why, but I'm just going to say it on this call. We can change it later and and look at it later. But I wanted to say 105, like literally just go up. I don't know why I want to say 105, but something over 100. Instead of doing the $99, I want to get over Mm -hmm. that. So I want to say something a month. And I just, I'm already working with somebody to help me get this up in Kajabi, my landing page and a nurture sequence. So I'm just going to really be in, I'm already ready to go and just get that. What I really need to do is just start writing and start getting that down. So I guess the next real tangible step is really to commit to writing with you, starting to get that out, checking in, writing more. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Experimenting. Experimenting. Yeah. Really putting it on paper and experimenting and experimenting with videos. Great. I love this. I love this person in front of me right now. (laughs) I got my background. I got, you know, like experiment with the idea of whatever you've presented with Toya and experiment Mm -hmm. with this as a lead magnet in my messaging and just, and letting it be an experiment instead of trying to get it right. Yeah. Great. It's so great. Thank you so much for volunteering. I'm really glad we had this conversation. We covered a lot of ground. Yeah. to my world right like it's totally like intensity here (laughs) (laughs) all right i want to thank all of you for tuning in and we will see you next week on the show thanks for tuning in to the six figure coach podcast if you enjoyed this episode be sure to rate and review the show that's really the best way to show your support now if your goal is to build a six figure coaching business and you need a simple system to get there i would love to invite you to join us inside the six figure coach club i'm so proud of the community we've built there plus the mentorship and training you'll receive is truly unmatched now the first step to joining us is to actually watch the coach class. That way you can see how my approach to six figures can work for your business. And from there, you can apply to join us inside the club. So go to watchthecoachclass.com now to learn more about how I can help you reach your business goals inside the six figure coach club. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll see you next week.